the Art of Leadership Network. Well, hey, friends, I'm your host, Jenny Katrin, and this is the Lead Culture Podcast, where I coach you to lead yourself well so you can lead others better. My team and I at the Foresight Group are committed to building confident leaders, extraordinary teams, and thriving cultures. Each week, we'll take a deep dive into a leadership or culture topic that will give you the tools you need to lead with clarity and confidence and build a thriving team. So speaking of a thriving team, are you registered for Culture Conference? Culture Conference is happening on August 10th, and I want to make sure you are registered, your team is registered, and every leader you know is registered. Culture Conference is a free digital conference designed to help you build thriving teams, cultivate inspiring workplaces, and achieve your mission. You guys, we know that when we have a team that is aligned and working well together, we have more momentum towards our mission. And so that's what we want to help you do at Culture Conference this year. We have a phenomenal lineup of speakers, and it is just an absolutely fantastic opportunity for you to learn, to grow, and to think more intentionally about your culture. So go to cultureconference.org to register for free. And Culture Conference is free to you because of amazing sponsors like our friends at Leader. We all know the practices that drive employee engagement. But sometimes it takes a tool to help you stay consistent in implementing those habits. The team at Leader have created the first ever people development software to help you drive healthy leadership habits from one-on-one meetings to two-way feedback to goal setting and more. All of the behaviors that we say are so critical to healthy culture. And the best part? Leader shows you how these efforts tie directly back to employee engagement by measuring engagement within the platform. When disengagement can cost as much as, you guys, as much as 30% of an employee's annual salary is the cost of disengagement, we can't afford to not invest in our people. Check out leader.com, that's L-E-A-D-R.com, for how you can better engage and grow your team today and measure the results of your efforts. And be sure to mention promo code Jenny for 20% off your first year. That's leader.com, L-E-A-D-R.com, and mention Jenny to get 20% off for your first year. Okay, friends, so my topic for you today is a, was a little unexpected. Honestly, we had something else planned for the podcast, and then we did this webinar earlier this week for specifically for women leaders, and we were talking about this idea of confidence. In fact, the title of the webinar was Being Comfortable, Being Different, How to Show Up Confidently When You're the Only Woman in the Room. And you guys, we had hundreds of leaders register for this, show up for the, the webinar, and we've done a ton of follow-up. Maybe a lot of you were watched and listened to it. But it just sparked this idea of how valuable and significant, significant this topic of confidence is, like how critical it is for us as leaders to feel confident. And while I was talking specifically to women leaders in the webinar, I thought, you know what, this topic of confidence really applies to leaders, men, men or women. Like being confident in who we are and how we show up 
is so critical. And so I thought today that I would share a few of the steps that I talked about with the women on that webinar, but I think they apply to men and women in leadership. And so I want to give you a couple of those steps today, five steps to confidently being you, five steps to confidently being you. And if you are a woman listening to this, I think one of the stats that got my attention, and actually, guys, I think it's important for you to hear this because I do get questions from a lot of uh, male leaders who are like, Jenny, how can I support the women on my team better? Like, I actually want them to step into more leadership. I'm always amazed at how much I hear that and yet how often uh, women are reluctant or seem reluctant to engage more opportunities. But here's one really startling stat is that 79% of women lack confidence at work. 79% of women lack confidence at work. So ladies, I think this is a big topic for us to dig into. But guys, I think knowing that about the women on your team is helpful, right? Because it can just give you some understanding and perspective that they might not show up with the same level of confidence that you do. And there could be, there are a myriad of reasons for that. In fact, there are some really smart people trying to figure out why confidence is so much more difficult for women. But I also know, and, and in some of the research that I've read, it's not that men don't have any trouble with confidence. I think we all have trouble with confidence. And so I want to look at a few steps today that can help you show up more confidently as a leader. And so the first one that I think is important, kind of like the, the baseline, right, is to develop a healthy understanding of confidence. Like, what do we even mean by that word? I think a lot of times we throw around the word confidence, but when I began to think about it, in fact, I posed this question in the webinar the other day. I said, well, what, is, what do you think confidence looks like? Like, what does confidence look like to you? Here's some things that uh, we discussed. First, we said, you know what? It's calm assurance, right? Just being comfortable and confident. Com there's that confidence word. That calm assurance, being comfortable with our thoughts, our ideas, our perspective, um, comfortable in your own skin, right? Like you're not all constantly comparing and trying to keep up, but you're just comfortable in your own skin. Uh, you're not afraid to use your gifts or your strengths. You know what they are and you're not afraid to use them. So I think that's sometimes what confidence looks like. I also think it's not overthinking. I think sometimes um, for leaders, we can get stuck in this rut of like overthinking and then it starts to just erode our confidence, right? Like you overthink it and then you doubt everything. I don't know if anybody else does that, but I certainly do that. And I also said, you know what? What does confidence not look like? right? Like what, what's not confident? Well, honestly, I think arrogance sometimes is perceived as confidence, but actually that's not confidence. Like it's overcompensation for not feeling confident a lot of time. Um, holding back. I think when we hold back, we shrink back from uh, just engaging or being a part of something that that is, is not demonstrating confidence. And so what does confidence actually look like? Uh, and what 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 do I mean when I say I want to be a confident leader? I love this um, quote from Katie Kay and Claire Shipman from their book, The Confidence Code. They say that confidence is the purity of action produced by a mind free of doubt. Now, listen to that. There's two really key phrases I love here. Confidence is the purity of action 
purity of action. I love that so much, right? Like there's a purity of action. I hear motive in that, right? Like my motive for showing up, right? Confidence is that purity of action, that motive produced by a mind free of doubt, right? So I'm not doubting every thought or every decision or every action, right? There's, there's a, a purity of action, a, clear, a, a, a good motive, and I'm not riddled with doubt. And so that to me is starts to help me understand what does confidence look like? I also love uh, a number of years ago, Shelly Giglio shared this, and I'm probably like paraphrasing a little bit of how she said it, but she used these two words together. She said, humble confidence. She said, I want to have the humility to remember that it's God working through me, right? So I'm not showing up arrogantly that it's all about me. Like there's a humility that, you know what? It's all God working through me. What a gift. What a privilege. And yet confident to know that it's God working through me, right? Like that should produce some confidence of like, I need to show up in my role, in my responsibilities because I'm, I'm confident that God has put me here. He's opened the door. He's created the opportunity. And so I need to have that humble confidence. Like there's, there's, it's like, there's a tension we're managing there, right? Of that humility to say, gosh, I wouldn't be here without God's grace. And wow, I'm here because of God's grace. And obviously we're also doing the work and, you know, and learning and growing and uh, developing our competence in order to show up confidently. But I loved just some of those perspectives on having a healthy understanding of confidence. And because I think a lot of times we throw things around without really thinking about what they mean. I've talked to you about this before about leadership. Like, what do you believe about leadership, right? Like, we can't show up as a good leader if you don't know what you believe about leadership. I think the same thing is true about confidence. What do you believe about confidence? What does healthy confidence look like to you? So I would say spend a little time there. Do a little inventory of that. Secondly, know and own your strengths, right? One of the ways that we show up confidently is when we know and own our strengths because what you bring is unique and different and that's on purpose, right? Like you bring something unique and different simply because of how you're wired. Like there's a uniqueness to who you are. There's no one else like you. We know that. And so there's a uniqueness that you bring. So we need to show up that should help us show up more confidently. When I know and own my strengths, my gifts, my talents, um, then I can show up more confidently. I often ask leaders this question, what if the very reason you're there in the seat you're in right now is for the perspective you bring? What if you're there for the perspective that you bring? You're the only one that can bring the perspective that you have from the experiences that you have, with the gifts that you have, with the skills that you have, and that may be exactly what is needed to serve your team well, right? Like you might bring something very unique and very specific. Ladies, when I did this webinar last week, I talked about how we need to be comfortable being different because oftentimes we will bring a little bit different perspective, especially for the only female leader at the table. Guys, this might apply to you too. Maybe you're part of an organization where it's mostly women and you're the only dude at the table. Well, you're there seeing a different perspective. You have a different lens on things. And what if that's the very reason you're there? And so know and own your strengths. Know and own just that perspective that you bring. Now, we always should 
have a measure of respect and curiosity for everybody else's perspective. So it's not like we're knowing and owning our uh, strengths and perspective and just going, hey, mine's right. But I know that I show up and I bring that and it's unique and it helps bring perspective to the whole discussion, decision, whatever situation we might be in. One of my favorite verses is from Galatians 6, verses 4 and 5. This is the message translation. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. I love this so much in my book, Clout, Discover and Unleash Your God-Given Influence. I unpack this um, uh, very specifically about how it shows up for our influence and our leadership. But I think this, you know, this careful exploration is really key for us to feel confident, right? For us to show up, we need to have made this careful exploration of who are we? A child of God created in his image with very specific gifts and talents, experiences and opportunities that have shaped who you are. And I would say, if you've never done it, take an inventory. What are some of your gifts? What are some of your strengths? What are the experiences that you've had so far in your journey? What are some of the opportunities that you've been given? And then the careful exploration of the work you've been given. So, and where are you right now? What's the seat that you're in? What's the role? What are the responsibilities? And look at that picture and go, you know what? Nobody else has that same collection of gifts and skills and opportunities. And so make that careful exploration. Know and own your strengths because when you have a, a an assurance about those things, you're going to be able to engage more confidently. You're coming from a place of understanding of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I have to bring. And I can show up more confidently with that. Number three, I would say root your confidence in your values. Root your confidence in your values. I am a deep believer in this. When we're working with teams on organizational culture, we talk about how values are like the, the guideposts to help us understand who we are and how we work together to achieve our mission. And so we use that as kind of the starting point for helping build healthy culture. Well, the same is true for you as an individual. You have values, but have you taken time to really understand them and define them? Values are those convictions or those guiding principles that just undergird how you show up. And so you have to know what matters to you. What are those deep convictions that you hold? Because you're going to operate from them, whether you're conscious of it or not. And the more conscious you are of those values, the more confidently you can lean into them, right? So for me, healthy leaders and healthy team culture is a deep conviction, right? Like you don't hear an episode where I don't talk about it. And I'm going to show up at any table championing those things because they're deep convictions that I hold. And I want to help other leaders build healthy teams and be healthy leaders themselves. And so my values help answer the who I am statement of that make a careful exploration. Um, and the more clarity I have on what matters to me and why, the more confident I'll be to communicate them or to influence with them. So number one, develop a healthy understanding of confidence. Number two, know and own your strengths. Number three, root your confidence in your values. Number four, release the need to please. Any fellow people pleasers listening right now, right? Like release the need to please. 
we are just innately wired, I think. Some of you may not be, but I think for a lot of us, we, we, we just want to, we want to be liked, right? Like we want to belong. And so sometimes that can cause us to want to please others. But to show up confidently, sometimes we can't be overly concerned about what others think. We need to know, you know, so when we know and own our strengths, when we're rooting that in our values, then we can be a little less, now I'm not saying be a jerk, but we can be a little less concerned about how does every, what does everybody think about this? Um, leadership is not a popularity contest. And one of the little mantras that I often tell myself is that my job isn't to make people happy, it's to make them better. Now, again, that might sound a little harsh. It's not intended to be harsh. It's intended to help me have the confidence to show up and do the right thing as a leader because sometimes doing the right thing as a leader means making others a little uncomfortable. And if you think about this for a minute, when you've grown the most in your life, I bet it was because somebody was willing to say something that was a little bit challenging for you. If I think about different leadership moments for me, it was when somebody was willing to push me on something or challenge me on something or give me some feedback that I wasn't terribly happy to hear in the moment, but when I processed it and I thought about it, it absolutely helped shape my perspective and it made me better. And so leaders, we have to be um, able and willing to do that. And when we're, um, so when we release the need to please, we show up more confidently to make the right decisions and do the right thing. And then number five, own your style. So you've developed an understanding of confidence. You know and own your strengths. You've rooted that in your values. You've kind of done that values inventory. You've, you've released the need to please, and now you own your style. That's the take responsibility part of that Galatians verse where it says, take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. It's easy to mimic the style of others, right? It's easy to go, well, they're successful. Maybe that's what I should do. But instead, we want to know what makes me me. What helps me show up like truly congruently with who I am, how I've been wired, how I've been gifted. This quote from Caroline Miller, she's an author and psychologist. She says, confidence comes from stepping out of your comfort zone and working towards goals that come from your own values and needs, goals that aren't determined by society. I love that last phrase, goals that aren't determined by society. It comes from uh, stepping out of your comfort zone and working towards goals that come from your own values and needs. So that understanding, that careful exploration of who you are, the work you've been given, and then owning that uniqueness, owning that unique perspective that you have, that unique experience that you have, and being comfortable in that, moving forward confidently in that. So I'm giving you a handful of things to think about. I'd be really curious, what stands out to you? Because all of us wrestle with confidence in different ways. So some of these might have applied more to you than others. But I think, you know, the more we understand what good, healthy confidence looks like, the more we know and understand our strengths, the more we understand our values and what really guides us, the more we recognize that we don't need to please everybody. We just need to step in and do the right thing. And the more that we own that unique style, I think the more confidently we show up. Catherine of Siena says, be who God meant you to be and you will set the world on fire. That's the opportunity in front of us. And I think we need confident leaders, um, confident, healthy leaders leading 
healthy teams. And I hope this perspective today just encourages you and equips you to do that all the better. So friends, I hope that was helpful. I'd love to hear what resonated. And um, ladies, if you're listening to this and you were like, gosh, I missed that webinar. If you'll just go to the show notes, you can click through. We'll have some, we'll have that obvious in the show notes where you can go get a copy of the webinar where we talk specifically about confidence as it applies to women. Guys, you might wanna you know, check that link and send it on to one of the ladies on your team that you think might value it as well. But as always, let us know how we can serve and support you better. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Get Foresight. That's G-E-T, the number four, S-I-G-H-T. Or I'm just at Jenny Katrin, J-E-N-N-I-C-A-T-R-O-N. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Let us know what we can do to make uh, this content even better for you. You can email me at podcast at getforesight.com and uh, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. We would love that so much. And don't forget, make sure you're registered for Culture Conference, cultureconference.org. All right. Thanks for listening today. And I will see you next week. <music>